0: Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey post game. My name is Bill Mats. I am your director of fun and t- Jesus. I am your director of fun and games this evening. Mayor, got it out. Um, I is this I the the comparison I was making when I was I was trying to think of like is this the way? Is this the way someone with like diabetes or um, like hepatitis feels like knowing that. Th- eventually this will be the thing that causes your death this is what is the flyers will absolutely be the reason i die it, it's it's without a question in my mind uh really uh, i uh, this team is is bonkers I, I i we are what how many games in are we now i i don't even know but it's like 15 16 games and I, I I can't even I can't even call it I don't have the box score opened either so I don't have a quick answer to that question but I I have no idea what this team is I really have no clue um, i I don't know how to define them other than sloppy um, bouts of brilliance mixed in with just ineptitude uh at, at other points. I have no feel for what this team is and isn't. I thought for sure they were gonna pack it in uh when they fell when they fell behind 4 2. And to their credit, and that's where I'm gonna start Dave Brown David Brown. Proud of the way they finished that game. You know what? For a team that I was calling mentally weak and um just not so much gutless, but had some tendencies of, all right, well, this one's over. Uh, In the beginning of the year, um, I am absolutely happy with the way they finished it, and I'm happy with the way they started it. If it wasn't for the first half of the second period, that's a good game. You know, that's a pretty good game that you won in regulation right there. But, you know, they... they the first half of the second period did, in fact, happen. They they give up the one goal almost right away to, uh, you know, the guy I just want to call Brad. I feel like when they say, Brad Richardson, like, it's like, Brad Richardson. <laughs> it's just funny to me. Uh, but And then they give up the two shorties. And, of course, one of them is Michael Grabner, who is my uh, my non-flyer man crush. I got my phone's going nuts. I got to plug it in. Sorry, guys. Uh, for – this but uh, like the way that game looked like it could have gone yeah i am definitely happy with the way they closed it out i mean they just are they make the biggest mistakes when this team this team doesn't fail small that's what i'll that's what i'll say about them is they don't fail small they fail spectacularly uh yeah Sick game! I needed this. I mean, it was yeah, great finish, great finish, absolutely. Dale freaking Weese. I if, if you follow me on Twitter, which I assume most of you do, I did the whole, I did my whole Weese versus Grabner thing that I I can't seem to let go of. So of course, you know what? You're welcome, Dale Weese. Was if I didn't do that, there there would have been he he absolutely wouldn't have scored that goal. One hundred percent wouldn't. I was dying laughing when he got that puck. And then starts bouncing. They get the uh, the trailer, gets kind of a stick on it. Uh, and he still pulls it out and, and fucking buries it. I can't believe what I saw uh, to tie that game. So, yeah, I am happy with the way they closed. I'm happy the way, with the way they rebounded. If they could just cut out, like, giving up shorthanded goals, uh, that would be really awesome. That linesman. Hey, you know what, though? Like, don't puck handle into the linesman. Don't misplay the puck at the blue line, and that's never – like, yes, that linesman got in the way of Gostas Bear, but, like, he didn't have to be in the way. You know, you could have just not allowed that play to transpire that way. Woo! Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a woo in there at Max. Absolutely. That was the opposite of last year's OT game against the Yotes. Both were still bad. Last year's overtime game against – that was a similar – they had to come back to tie it, right? Like, they – I think last year – I think I was at that game, actually, as a fan. And the Flyers played, like, hard for the final five minutes after taking the first 55 minutes off and tied the game and then lost it right away in overtime. That's how that one played out. Yeah, that was the Coyotes' first win of the year, I believe, last season. Like, it was right around Halloween, I think. Uh, That's – I think that's how that one played out. Man, what a roller coaster that was! It was Jade. That's that's what I'm saying. Is this is like I know for a fact this team will be the cause of my demise. I just I have accepted it. It is just the way it goes. Special teams are a disaster. They really are. Uh, when you looked at the number by um, now, the night is over, so I can definitively say these numbers. The Arizona Coyotes have nine shorthanded goals this year. The Philadelphia Fly. I just. Updated my computer yesterday. No, remind me tomorrow, you son of a bitch. Whatever. Yeah. um, Bryce Harper play on the penalty kill, too. For the money he's going to get, he needs to be a dual-sport athlete. No, I I, I love when athletes get huge money. Good for them. Uh, Screw the owners. Um, Yeah, the the, the Arizona Coyotes, nine shorthanded goals. The Philadelphia Flyers, eight power play goals this year that's an unacceptable number you know i know knoblock was supposed to come in and 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 really help out the power play he was supposed to be this offensive coordinator i don't know man uh the second unit last year got outscored they scored all of one goal that nobody from power play one contributed on i mean i i have the power plays like 24th or 25th in the league now uh, it's, what's good? This the special teams are, are a disaster, uh, like you said. And I know we like to throw it all at uh, Ian Lapierre in the penalty kill. And of course, they gave up a power play goal tonight. Sure, that's to be expected. They've given up a power play goal in every game this year except three. Um, both Vegas games, who have a bottom four power play last I checked, and the Columbus game. And I think it was Columbus who has the worst power play in the league. Um, but they're they're both bottom four. I remember that I checked on Tuesday uh, right before, right before BSH recorded. So those are the only teams that haven't scored on the power play so far against the Flyers. Will there be a point when there is official interference that can blow the play dead? I mean, no, there it's, it's part of the game out there, man. It's, it's like a, it's like a loose stick on the ice. Avoid it. For once Hack called a timeout. He did call a timeout and made a goalie switch. Um, Pickard, you know what he is. There's a reason he was, you know, deemed expendable and is was basically Toronto's number four. Um, he can throw you a good game here or there, but hes I, I don't think he was the problem tonight, but he could have had a couple. Um, you know what he is. It was, um, I will say, we got another good effort out of, out of uh, Brian Elliott tonight, and that's always good, and you've got to win when Brian Elliott plays well, even. If it's only for half the game, uh, you, you just got to, this team is not going to get many very good goalie performances. So when you have, what did Elliot do? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Pickard allowed four on 18 shots and Elliott stopped all 16. Of course, the Flyers didn't take a penalty or anything, so... That was good, but yeah, Elliot played thirty four twenty three and pitched a shutout, so maybe this is what they need to do. maybe they need to just split time like uh like middle school hockey where you where your goalies uh switch halfway through the game. who's the guy wearing number twenty two what has been done with the real Dale Weese, please number two yeah um he's been i I, I rag on Dale Weese, and that is his first goal of the year, and it's his thirteenth in now. Two plus seasons with the Flyers this is his third season of that four-year contract, and he has 13 goals. Um, that's trying to, um, Michael Grabner has six shorthanded goals in that same time period. So, like, you know, but uh, Weese has been playing well this year, and once he's on the fourth line the way he should be when JVR gets back, I'm fine with it. If they can go Lawton centering, centering like Weese and Raffel, or um, Raffle and Q Bell or, or even, you know, some some combination of that fourth line. Like, they'll have a good fourth line again. It's just, uh, Dale's been playing well, but I don't want him, uh, you know, when he plays the most five-on-five minutes uh, out of all the forwards like he did the other night, that's that's not good. Do you think Kutz is hurt? I think he's just, I, I mean, he is hurt. He's He's hurt. His knee is injured. I don't know how badly it's injured, but his knee is hurt. So, but he just needs to play better. He's been up and down. Um, He's had some good games and some not great games, but he just, uh, you know, you know how this team is. Everyone's up and down. It's, Couturier stands out because he had such a great year last year, Um, but he is hurt. How much it's affecting him, I don't know. Who would have thought Ghost would set up Weiss for the game-tying goal? It was a nice play by by Ghost to get that puck out to him, too. Thanks, Bill, for putting the positive jinx on Weiss. See, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Vinny, for recognizing what I'm willing to sacrifice for this hockey team. <laughs> Nobody has ever seen Dale Weese and Inspector Gadget in the same place. Fact. That's a fair point. Uh, what did you think of Pickard? I think he was... He is what he is. Like he's your third goalie, you know. He's going to have good games and not good games. And tonight he wasn't very good. He wasn't I don't think he's the reason they fell behind the way they did because you can't give up two short-handed goals. I don't care what happens. Uh, you know, three of the goals against were on were on special teams. Nothing new there. Um but he could have been better. That's Dale Weiss scores 35 goals this year. At me, you cowards. Brian, if he scores 35, I'll eat anything. I, I don't even know. All the candy wrappers of candy that I eat throughout the season. Ghost needs to go to a thing called the gym. I, you know, he's fine. Elliot saved him tonight. He absolutely did. Oh, uh, for 4, 4 on the power play. Pitiful. And it, Arizona has a, has, a, has a great PK, no, no doubt about it. They're over 90% for the season. That said, you got them the other night. You got one on them. And I, I expect a, a power play that has the players, the Flyers boast on theirs, to be able to overcome a good defensive team. Um, I, you know, Claude Giroux is a great power play distributor. Shane Gossespierre, great power play point man. You know, they should be able to get it done. Can we just play five-on-five five the whole time? We could win every game that way. How has you uh, – uh, how was you uh, – yeah, that was a hell of a sentence there, Bill. Good work. Uh, can we just play five-on-five five the whole time? We can never get. Remember when they couldn't score at five-on-five five and they had to be on the power play to score? Oof. Is the power play negative now? Uh, they can't possibly – there's no way. No, they have eight goals. Um. There's, they haven't given up nine shorthanded goals this year. What's Joey Mullen up to? Great question. Uh, not only can't we score in the power play, we give up goals and said not acceptable, basically as bad as the PK. You know, there. That's the the power play needs to be better. I, I love scoring five on five. Don't get me wrong, but imagine if they had a power play that was scoring at 20, 20, 20 to 25% the way it should, um, you know, you'd have, like, a pretty good team on your hands. John Stevens, PK coach tomorrow. Gary, I would like nothing more. Well, I mean, there's plenty of things I would like more, but I would like that very much. That's what I'll say. I um, I talked about John Stevens on Tuesday's show, and I think I was a little unfair to him, and I tackled that last night on Ice Sport Radio, which you can also find on the Broad Street Hockey, um, you know, podcast feed when, uh, when we were doing ice sport radio and kind of talking about the rest of the league. I made a lot of points about John Stevens. and I think he's a better coach than he gets credit for. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think I want him as the head coach of my team, but I think he should get another shot at some point. However, I I, I would absolutely take him as an assistant coaching the uh, coaching, the penalty kill without a doubt. Just get Joel Quenville in here. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I want Joel Quenville. However, I'll like him a lot more if we all decide we have to pronounce his name Joel Quenville. Um, we have to always call everyone named Joel, uh, Joel. And it, that's retroactive to Joel Otto. Happy birthday, Jonesy. Jonesy was the only reason I was watching after the second period. Uh, there's There are few people in Philadelphia history who are more entertaining than Keith Jones. Is that chest pain or did I just watch a hockey game, Joe? It could be a chest pain. I mean, it's both. You might have just watched a hockey game too, but there's a good chance it's 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 chest pain, and you might want to get that checked out. Uh, the Santa Gritty tree ornament is going to be so popular. It is uh, that gritty. Say what you will about the Flyers, their PR is doing a hell of a job. Uh, they're they're marketing and uh, merchandising with Gritty. They're. Uh, they're, it's the one thing gritty. And it's funny because this is what I say. Like, why, why do we love the fanatics so much? Like what is hat? Like how important was Harry Callis? Things like that. Uh, uh, yeah, that there goes that hat. Uh, like if you grew up when I grew up, which I assume many of you did, um, there was nothing to cheer about for the Phillies at all. Uh, except for like Kurt Schilling and Scott Rowland and both of them forced their way out of here. Um, where and uh like your only positive memories of the Phillies as a kid are 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 the fanatic and harry callis so boom it looks like the flyers are going the same route well, you know what everyone's really pissed at the team they won't be able to be pissed at this hilarious mascot somehow by the end of the year Weiss will still have his usual 30 points at best. Dale Weiss has thirty points all shit. <laughs> did Weiss have his eyes open or did he pull a Latera? I think maybe what happened was he got um possessed by a demon of some kind. And like he blacked out like uh, like Will Farrell in the debate scene in old school. I hate to say it, but it was this Hackstall's best coached game? He called timeout, made a goalie change, put Lawton and Dale out while they were playing well and they paid off. You know what, Chris? I'll take it. I'll take it. Good observation. I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe the guys are tired since Yuri and De- or Yuri and uh NAK only played 4 minutes. I didn't even know NAK was in the lineup tonight. I didn't hear his name one time, I don't think. I'm never able to watch the games because I have practice. How did the Patrick Voracek and Lindblom line do? Uh, they didn't flash as much as uh, as they have in games past, but they had a they had a few good shifts. They they made a, they had a few good chances. Um, Lindblom extended his point streak while he was out there with Lawton and Weiss, I believe was the line that scored. So, uh, you know, those guys are continuing to get it done. If Coots is hurt, doesn't hear, the coaches have a responsibility to get him out of the lineup until he's healthy. I just think it's not something – it's not something – if it's something you can play through, you play through it in hockey, and it's not something that's just going to get healthy. Like, I don't know how much stronger his leg is going to be a month from now than it is right now. I think it's just one of those you play through it things. I honestly think Hack is adapting as a coach. He seems more fired up than ever than ever uh more in-game moves I blame the gritty socks could be anything why isn't Vorobiev playing over wheel I'm sorry wheel loses uh the puck way too much he's not strong with it either I mean wheel has done way more of a job I mean wheel creates offense Vorobiev has done nothing Vorobiev is not in because he was completely ineffective after the first two games. Jordan Wheel, at least every now and then, flashes like he's going to make a play. Wheel turns it over because he has the puck on his stick. He didn't play a great game tonight. I'm not saying he did, but Wheel's playing because he's been overall far more effective than Vorobiev was in his short time. Ghost needs to shoot the puck? I mean, Ghost leads the team in shots, doesn't he? We need a real number one goalie. Hex needs to find a solution. I. Yeah, you know, the goalie situation is what it is at this point. They're just going to have to figure it out until one of the prospects is the guy. Because they're not going to, they're not going to sign someone to big money or big term when they think they have a franchise goalie somewhere deeper in the organization, whether it be Hart, Sandstrom, Yustemango, uh Fedotov, whoever. They believe they have enough goalie prospects that one of them will turn out, uh, and they're just not going to. They're not going to go get Briz when they have Bob, you know, because they made that mistake before. Goalie's a problem. They It would be great if they had a number one goalie, but they're kind of just going to ride it out until one of those guys wins the job. Every time Ghost is rushing the puck up ice, he either back passes or does the little turn, skate sideways backwards, slows down every run. I mean, tonight he rushed it and drew a penalty. Yeah, it's, he's – I – of all the things to complain about, Gosses bear isn't one of them, especially tonight. I heard the Coyotes have more shorthanded goals than power play goals. They have more shorthanded goals than the Flyers have power play goals. I didn't look up their their power play stats though. All this talk about getting rid of Hackstall. How is Lappy still in charge of special teams? I uh, could. I mean, he's in charge of the penalty kill. It's Knobloch who's in charge of the power play, and that hasn't been very good either. I think the whole co- coaching staff could be doing a much, much better job. I would replace all of them, but, you know, I'm not in charge. NAK, only 39 fewer seconds than Lotera. And that's – man, I guess he's shortening the bench and it's working, but oh, Jesus, man, it's – I just can't get down with playing only 10 forwards in a 60-minute game in the middle of an 82-game season. I just – it's not my thing. How does Lappy still have a job? I have no idea. Uh, now that we beat the Yotes twice, think they'll consider LaTera. See if it brings them something. He hasn't done – I mean, why would – who would want – why would anyone want LaTera? Bill, agree with as soon as the other team puts us on penalty key, kill, walk the goalie out, give him the goal, and go back to work. You would have – you would waste less time. You know, the the penalty kill right now is basically a waste of everyone's time. I want to know who spoke up during the second intermission to inspire the comeback. Uh, You know, I, I don't think it's always just about, like, big speeches. I think they actually just knew outside of a stretch of play where they were just completely shit like, they played pretty well tonight. It was just basically really the first ten minutes of the second period where they were, I don't know, not playing NHL hockey. They were doing something else. What's your favorite Keith Jones moment? I mean, it's not even close. Running running Hasek twice in a, in a playoff series. Lawton got the player a game helmet again. Lawton was great tonight. It was good to see him get a couple of chances and get rewarded with a couple of goals. I'm highly considering a Gritty tattoo. Go for it. You won't regret it at all. Why no face punching when G got smashed in the third? Because they were trying to come back. It's just not what happens anymore. Uh, The curse of Gritty trying to kill you. Uh, Hey, I liked... (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh... At least Laffy was valuable when he would eat a puck or two. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that's another, like, is he teaching our guys how to block shots? Because he shouldn't be. Like, he got, like, the reason he got hit in the face twice is because he was doing it wrong. That ha- Guys block shots every single night. You know it doesn't happen? They get hit in the face twice in the same season. Hey, Bill, TK getting going? I liked what I saw of him tonight. Um, You know, just needs to keep producing, that's all hat getting pumped up after after ghost's goal was kind of cool listen i want the guy to succeed i just don't think you know i i'm happy when when things are good here i just overall i don't think that's the way it's gonna go as long as he's in charge but you know what i it's it's he's i keep saying he's not getting fired so i have to just move on from that and just take what i can get you know Gudis laying some hits like he should. Absolutely, he had that one hit right as the whistle was blown tonight. I love that. Uh, Gutis needs to hit. I like Radko Gutis, and he can't be dumb. He can't be getting kicked out of games, can't be getting five-minute majors, can't be getting suspended for half a month at a time. But we do need him to kind of be – like with him, Follin, and Haig, they, they have a physical presence on the blue line, and they need it skull was deceptively impressive. Uh, he had the puck stripped and had to get it back before putting it in, and he was running out of time to do it. Great pass from Ghost, too, but high degree of difficulty for Wieskull. Oh, absolutely. It was a hell of a play. I couldn't believe it happened. That's why I think, I, I think he was possessed by a demon, when that's the only explanation I have. Uh, can you explain why Malkin did not get suspended for that hit last night? Um, I think because of TJ Oshie's explanation, uh, Malkin... Yes, when you slow it down and when you look at the play out of context, it absolutely looks like a purposeful elbow to the head. But when you listen to TJ Oshie's explanation of it, um, his read was to try to get around Malkin and, you know, attack the puck carrier. Malkin's read, what Oshie said, Malkin must have thought I was going, you know, for the hit, which I normally would, but... Not on the penalty kill. You don't typically go for hits on the penalty kill in that situation. Oshi said. Uh, so he thought I was going to hit him, and he must he kind of you know lowered his shoulder and braced for impact. And Oshi said, I do that all the time. I did it at least once or twice tonight. Um, and then of course Oshi leans to get around him, puts his head right in the path of the elbow, and you get what you got. Um, and I don't think that's a suspendable play. Like even if it was on purpose, if he gets booted from the game, that's fine. Like that's enough. Um, supplemental discipline, you know, it should supplement. If there wasn't, like, yes, if it's something egregious, uh, guys should get suspended and whatever. But if if you miss a, if you get booted from a game, like that's a that's a that's a punishment. And uh, Oshi's explanation was good, and I, I I take it for what for what it's worth. Um, you know, Malkin. Yes, we we see Malkin a lot, so we know. He's a little bit, eh, you know, eh, a little borderline. He's a borderline guy. Uh, but listening to Oshi's explanation, I, I fully get it. And the fact that Oshi's the one who got elbowed in the head and gave that explanation, I think, says all you need to know about that play. Didn't Ghost get the game winner? Yeah, no, I, th- I thought... I thought Ghost looked real good tonight. I don't think he's not shooting. Um... It's not like Malkin hacked off a pinky or something. Wheel makes it a point to be effective. That's that's good. I, I do think he has started asserting I love cut to the middle Jordan Wheel. I wish he would be cut to the middle. And Someone actually said that to me on Twitter. And I, I wish he would be cut to the middle and shoot Jordan Wheel more, and I agree with that. I think once he gets there, he's looking to make a play, which you want out of a center, uh, but every now and then I think he needs to let one go. Uh, can we talk about the Wee Skull until, until his next one, or do we have not time to live stream for three months? That's good. Uh, Wiese got possessed by the ghosts of Reggie Leach, which is strange since Reggie is still alive. That's, yeah. Wheel has been okay, but I don't think have got a fair shake. Scratch for, what, five games was it? In the last couple games he did play. He only had like seven minutes. Uh, not saying he was doing well, but I think he was it's not about what position you're put in it's about it's about this it's not about developing mikhail Vorobiev into maybe uh, you know a third or fourth line center it's about going out and winning games if he's not getting it done someone else has to that's i don't care about developing fourth fifth sixth round picks I, I you know the bottom of the roster those guys just need to go get their job done when they're called upon. It's not about, oh, well, he only got this amount of time. No, go do your job or someone else will. That's all there is to it. He was not good in like three games and then he lost his job. That's what happens. Someone else who is more effective, who is going to be more effective, is going to steal your job. And that's what I want. I want competition at the bottom of this roster. That's good. The fact that they actually replaced an ineffective player means a whole lot. And it's not just Vorobyev. It was Andrew McDonald. They actually took Andrew McDonald out of this lineup. And they're making a point on the broadcasts when they announce who the scratches are. Oh, yeah, Andrew McDonald is the only healthy extra. Like, He's out of the lineup because other guys are better than him. And that's what happened to Vorobyev. Someone was going to do his job better, and he is. That's hockey, and I like it. I like that the coach is actually taking it upon himself to not just let guys go for, like, Chris Vandevelde. Oh, yeah, our, our PK is shit, and our fourth line has two goals this year, but he's going to play 81 straight games. Like No, I like that there's actual competition at the bottom of the roster right now. So does this crowd actually deserve the win? Tired, tired, tired of the booing? I mean, they were cheering for the team in the third period when they were down two goals. Has nothing to do with the crowd. You know why they got booed? Because they gave up two fucking shorthanded goals on the same power play. If you don't boo that, it means you're not watching. Weiss for Nylander seems obvious and fair. Uh, We might have to throw in a fourth. I want a sixth back. If we throw in a fourth, I want a sixth back. But we sent a fourth for Nylander and a sixth, done all day. I wish I could say how NAK looked, but I haven't seen enough of him play. Yeah, that's he. even though he wasn't playing a ton his first couple games, it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And the, the complete lack of ice time, I think, is just kind of – it's it's hindering him a bit. That said, you know, go out and make a big hit on your one shift, and maybe you'll get another one. Um you know, it, I like that Hack in-game is shortening his bench and determining which players are playing the best. I just wish, like, the last couple of nights it wasn't, oh, yeah, we're, you know, two guys are in the trainer's room, NAK still not getting on the ice. So now we're down a whole line. And tonight, like, LaTera doesn't play at all. NAK doesn't play at all. Oh, yeah, you know, we, we have three lines and an extra. It, it just... I just don't think long-term you can be effective that way in an 82-game season. That's the kind of shit that happens in the playoffs, and such is life when it does. But that's a 16 to, what, 28-game sprint, and the you know, regular season is an 82-game marathon. You need guys uh, fresh and ready to go. And I, It's working right now, so I, I, I can't say it's an ineffective strategy, but someone is going to run out of gas, and I, I just I don't love it. Uh, was it me, or were they making a point of hitting Connaughton hard in the first? I do think they were. I think they were just forechecking hard in the first. In the first period, they came out, and, of course, they get the goal, the TK goal. Uh, I, I just think they were playing very hard in the first, and when you're you know, forechecking, you hit the defenseman, and it happened to be Connaughton. Hey, Bill, just watch the schedule for the month, and the only big challenge match I see is Tampa Bay and Toronto. Do you think we will have a successful m- I mean, you can't it's hockey, man. It's not... It's it's a league of parity. Every single game is, is a challenge. I, do I think they can have a successful month? So far, so good. Um, but it's... I, I, I put it this way, you know, when... Because they played, you know, they just... The mistakes they made tonight to fall behind were just so preventable and so nonsensical. It's like, yeah, just don't let that shit happen. But at the end of the day, they win, and that's good, and they fought back, and I I like the way they finished the game. But someone tweeted me, oh, results over process? I was like, results are drugs. Processes are vegetables. You need the vegetables. But, man, do drugs make you feel good? Like, it's – I, I love when they win, and I, I can't complain when in their last what, five games they're 4-0 and 1, but you got to just cut out the little shit, and this could be a good team. That's what's bothering me the most is I see the makings of what could be a pretty damn good team, but it's just a couple of play- – and, it's yes, it hurts when every single mistake ends up in the back of your net. But when every single mistake leads to an odd man rush, it's like, well, yeah, it's not little stuff. It's like little stuff that gets blown into big shit. And it's that's what's holding them back right now. And again, four zero and 1 in their last five. So can only complain so much. Seems like Yuri and NAK are out once JVR and Roth will come back. Yeah, I would uh, I would think that's the way it's going to go. A good home crowd can be a game changer for a team. Flyers used to have that. Flyers used to have a team that inspired the crowd. They don't anymore. Uh, do you know when we will see the Stadium Series jerseys? Just a guess, but I would say around Black Friday. That's, I would assume maybe for that Black Friday game against the Rangers. Uh, we'll see them around then because the Winter Classics uh, got announced today. Uh, so maybe it'll be you know, right around Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Anybody else see T.K.'s "Who Are You" move tonight? Hilarious! Yeah, Nicholas, that was uh, looking around him to see the name on the back of his jersey. That's that's some good shit there. That's I love, I love Chirpy Travis Connectney. Chirpy Travis Connectney is good. Travis Connectney. When Gudis is on, he's great. Yeah, the dude has a high ceiling and a low floor. Uh, you know, th- he's a mansion. You know, he's a he's a mansion with a basement. And uh, when he's playing well, he looks like a very, very competent top four defenseman. And when he's bad, like he was at the end of last season, he looks like he doesn't belong in this league or the American League. Hopefully we kept we keep getting more of good Radco because uh, I love good Radco. I, I, I do. P.E.B. just scored for Vegas. Of course he did. Uh, third time in Flyers history, they gave up two shorties on the same power play. That's hard. And, like, the other ones were in, like, ridiculously – or, no, I'm thinking of the when they've given up nine or eight or nine, whatever it is, straight power play goals. We're in, like, high-scoring eras, like the 80s and early 90s. These guys compete every night. Very different than a team that gives up. Um, I would say the compete level has been high – In the last few, let's say two weeks. I mean, dude, did you see some of those games they played in the first three, four weeks of the season? If that was them competing, bad. I mean, the home opener, uh, the Islanders game, they were just some freaking stinkers in there. Hey Bill, you think Amac and the press box will be a permanent kind of thing? Uh, as long as Christian Folan holds up, uh, keeps getting the goal results, at least um, you know doesn't doesn't have too many minuses in there because we know how this coach loves. Uh, he he, as much as we love results over process, he clearly does too, uh, and that's how he judges guys based on you know. And I get it, you know, you don't want to see goals going in the ice when someone's out there, but like if they have ten good shifts. In a game, if you get 22 shifts and 21 of them are good and on one of them you gave up a goal, like I, I can't judge you on that one shift, but again, all the goal is the one that mattered, I guess. I, I don't know, but that seems to be the way the coach judges sometimes, and as long as Follin kind of holds up and Sanheim holds up, looks like Andrew McDonald is going to sit in the press box until there's an injury or whatever. Uh, def don't think he should have been. Oh, the uh, back to the oh, I'm way behind if this is the malkin hit. Hey, Bill, what's your prediction on Hexie's next big move, whatever it might be? I mean, it's gonna come down to what kind of position they're in, you know. It's uh, they're digging themselves out of the hole they dug themselves in the um, in the first you know, couple of weeks of the season, and it just really depends on you know, if they're way out of it, it's gonna be moving Simmons if if uh. You know, if if they're right in the thick of things, it could be bringing in a goalie. It could be bringing in another defenseman. It could be any number of things. So uh, it, I, it just really depends on what kind of position they're in as they get through the holidays, I'd say. You're not really looking to make a move, I wouldn't think, until um, like post-New Year. The issue with Malkin is there's been several times over the years Uh, Where he should have been and wasn't, uh, where he should have been and wasn't, kind of like NHL. Yeah, I I agree. No, Malkin has a reputation, and it hasn't. um, He's gotten leeway too many times on this particular play. I think it looked worse than it was, but I, I don't really want to spend too much time on Evgeny Malkin during the Broad Street Hockey post game. Uh yes thrilled they came back and won but shouldn't have blown lead in the first place I agree man they they should have never been trailing in this game it was just man their mental lapses are so pronounced when they just have a couple of bad shifts they there's no they don't weather the storm this storm decimates the entire village and they have to build back up they have to completely rebuild like there's no oh yeah we'll just you know board some things up and we'll be fine. It's nah man it was it was it was Hurricane Katrina. We have to build an entire city all over again. Like that's what happens when they just have a couple of lapses. Bill, do you think they can sweep the home stand? What's the well, I mean, anything's possible. I get probably not. Uh, what's the rest of the schedule looking like here? Just open a new goddamn window. Thank you. Oh. When when things don't, I get very frustrated very quickly with the internet. God, no! I don't want a Santa sack. F off. Uh, I mean, they have Chicago on Saturday, Florida, New Jersey, Tampa. Um. Yeah, I mean, they they could. Tampa's pretty damn good. I mean. The Devils in Florida, it's not like those are easy games. Um it's it's I would love to see it happen. Do I no, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're going to sweep the homestand. That's what I'll say. Send NAK back down. If he isn't gonna play, I mean he's you know, uh, I'm frustrated with it, but whatever. It's Nicholas Albe Q Bell. It's not the worst thing in the world. If they need somebody, he can go. Um that hasn't been the case even when you know they were down a couple of guys the other night. He still wasn't getting a ton of ice time, but I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing. In the, it's not about him. Uh, I just don't like the strategy. No matter who is there, even if it's a guy you don't mind not playing, whether it be Goldborn or whatever, um, I just don't like the strategy of basically having three lines. Lawton, the biggest surprise so far this season? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. Not nearly as big of a surprise, but I'd say Christian Folan looking like he belongs, is uh, is a surprise. Didn't really know what to expect out of him, but Lawton being a, a difference maker in a majority of the games he's played in, he's looked like one of the better players for the Flyers. So, uh, yeah, easily the biggest surprise. So glad we don't see Mac anymore. Agreed, fam. Uh, Haig is my biggest surprise. He's showing that he has actual skill. I thought Lawton deserved a bigger role last season. A lot. Haig has been good. Um, I, it's it's probably wrong of me to hold one game and really just like two plays against a guy. But that Columbus game, man, I can't get it out of my mind with Haig. And outside of that, one, he's been fine. Um, but it, Duke, just letting just staring at Duclair as he uh as he puck handled from his ass and scored a goal. And on the rush when he just like didn't just didn't turn around and just let himself get beat to a puck and get beat to the inside, uh, but no, uh, Haig has been good, and I'm letting that one game because it made me so mad um, cloud my judgment of him. But he has been definitely he has improved. Assuming NAK sits when JVR gets back, how did the line shake out? Got to believe they're going to keep Drew Couturier uh, connecting together. Would like to see them keep. Uh, I really want to see the Patrick Lindblom, um, Patrick Lindblom-Voracek line together and go back, to, go back to JVR in the third line, him, Wheel, and Simmons. I think that's a really strong third line. And then I'd have Lawton centering um, if NAK's going back down. Lawton centering Wees and Raffles, probably probably the best you can ask for at this point. Uh based on tonight's usage could usage, could we actually see Laterra along with NAK press box when JVR and Raffle return? Yeah, they'll send uh Aub Bell back to back to the A. Um, but we could we could absolutely see Laterra uh sent you know to the press box. It's not like it's not like the coach was huge on using LaTera last year. It just became he couldn't justify using Dale Weiss anymore. And it just got to the point where, you know, had to use somebody on the fourth line. It's going to be Latera. Um I think they've uh, – hopefully they see that Lawton should be at center and him – with uh Raffle plus Weiss would be a pretty decent line. Uh, you know, Weiss does some things well, as much as I want to rag on. I mean, he had a you know strong game tonight, getting the game tying goal and making a few other plays. He gets in on the four check, loosens puck up pucks up for guys. I think with Lawton's speed and Raffle's ability to also be good on the four check, that could just be another good heavy line that wins battles down low. Uh, so I wouldn't I don't mind Weiss in that role at all. Uh, if we had someone other than a Mac, I wonder if hack would dress seven men instead of, um, I, I often think about that, man. Uh, that's Heather. Uh, if, if we had someone other than a Mac, I wonder if hack would, you know, dress seven defensemen. And that's a, I, I think about that a lot. Um, if you're only gonna, and even if it was, I mean, yeah, and I know it's, I know it's Andrew McDonald. So there's really no advantage to having seven defensemen if one of them is not good. Um, but I I I think about that all the time. Like if you're only going to play 10 or 11 of your 12 forwards, why not just have an extra defenseman? Yeah, I I don't get it at all. The team's going to give me a heart attack. I'm telling you, Brian, um it's it's yeah, this is going to be what kills me. I know it. I know it to be true. I don't know when, I don't know where um, I'll probably be sitting somewhere in this general vicinity. This will be what kills me is the Philadelphia Flyers. So Hack is running down the forwards and overplaying them like the goaltenders. I guess you could look at it that way. Um, and I get it. Like, you want to play the guys who are playing well, and you need to win and all that stuff. Like, I understand. But at a certain point, you can't just freaking play ten guys. Appreciate the shout-outs Makes watching this post game in Scotland worth it. You're in Scotland. This is this blows my mind. Whenever people are like anywhere that isn't the Delaware Valley, I'm blown away that they tune in to see this stuff. I'm glad everyone who tunes in tunes in. But it's like you know, we I run into half of you at like the bars I go to. You know, I ran into someone last week at an Ezra Furman show. We we all kind of know each other in this community. I when you're from Jesus scotland and all the other places people come in from that's awesome Laterra and amac healthy scratched equals 10 mil sitting let that sink in once jvr and roffler back i mean Laterra was a throw in to get a second first round pick you know latera is only here because they wanted to get two first round picks for Braden shen so if you only wanted morgan frost for brayden shen um cool but if you want Frost and Farabee for Braden Shen, you had to take on Loterra, just the way it is. AMAC, that's a, that was a terrible Paul Holmgren contract. It was one of the reasons he's not the general manager anymore. I don't care about the money sitting. It doesn't bother me. It's not my money. It's Comcast's money. Good. I hope they throw it away. I think NAK is a phantom when JVR returns. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Scroll down here. Uh, Quick NFL note, Eric Reed just got ejected for a cheap shot on Big Ben. So where was that when he took a cheap shot on Wentz? All referees are bad, just like all coaches are bad. Anybody who tries to exercise authority over great athletes making great plays, bad. Uh, Dave Haxtall, I really believe that people are in the seats, fans of the Flyers. They want effort. They want compete. They want that gritty. I can't believe I just used that word, (laughs) Was that a real, is that a real quote? Oh my God. That's good. Maybe Dave's developing some personality. Like I have an issue with some of the things he does coaching. And I often say like, I don't need John Tortorella back there. You know, I don't need Peter Laviolette, uh, you know, punching dudes in the head and shit. Um, But it does make it easier to like a guy when, when you can at least identify with him a little bit. You are truly an international star. I'm watching from Australia. Oi, mate. Ah, you probably are never coming back now. Is that like, is that like, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I can't help myself sometimes. We're 47 minutes in. I've had so much caffeine today. You wouldn't even believe it. The people at uh, at my Starbucks are now just giving me refill prices. They're like, you spend so much time in line here. You just, here, It's here's a 56 cent, 30 ounce coffee. I'm like, oh, thank you. Well one, one free sample and I was addicted for life. Do you think this team is just too small and too soft? No. Have you seen the NHL lately? It's just, I mean, they're winning. They're playing well. Why would I think that? That's just the NHL now. Uh, I think they have some guys who need to play physically. And that's part of what has made Dale Weiss good this year is, um, he gets in on the forecheck, loosens up pucks, plays physically, does does what he needs to do uh, in terms of creating space for his uh for his line mates. And I think that's been the difference. I think that's been almost the entire difference in the way Dale Weiss has played this year and the previous two. When we were told he's rugged Dale Weiss, you know, every time Doc Emmerich said his name, it was the rugged Dale Weiss. And uh, it, we didn't see any of it. And we're seeing that now. And Radko Gudis, you know, needs to bring that physical edge. And he has more than he did in the second half of last season by – A large amount. Uh, Robert Haig, you know, leads the league in hits and all that shit. He needs to be doing that. Um, I just think that's like Lindblom and Patrick play physically, but not like throwing big hits. It's just using their size to gain an advantage. It's neither of them are the fastest skaters, but they use their size to protect the puck. They use their size to win battles. And I think that's how you have to play physically in this day and age. Listen, nothing would make me happier than a league of, Chris Pronger throwing his weight around, knocking people out on open ice hits again. John Stevens, John Stevens, Jesus. Scott Stevens throwing freaking haymaker hits. But that just isn't the league anymore. Speaking of Scotland, shout out to Glasgow's. Brayhead Clan, who used to employ former flyer and secret captain Jay Rosehill. Jay Rosehill's fastest skater on the team. Remember that? That was quoted from Dave Isaacs. That was a real hack. That was a real Hackstall quote. That's great. Uh, hack needs to do a sit down interview with BSH Radio. Um, listen, that would be awesome. But there is zero. I will never get a sit down interview with Dave Hackstall. And it's, if I was him, I wouldn't sit down with me come on. (laughs) All I do is say the dude needs to be fired. I wouldn't sit down with me and I'll never like, that's not the kind of interview I'm going to get. And I'm not like, that's someone else's job, you know? Cause he's not going to answer the questions I want to ask. It's just, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of everyone's time. If we were to sit down together and like, you know, it's, that's just not what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm only in D.C., but I make sure I watch. Hey, you're in enemy enemy territory. Thanks for watching, Elizabeth. Uh, Like Tyrone Biggums, exactly. Uh, From the Lehigh Valley, but watch from Indiana while I'm at school. So you're in Indy, too. All right, good to know. Uh, Better ice time distribution when JVR and Roth will get back, or is that giving Hack too much credit? I mean... To in Hack's defense, which I won't say that many times for the rest of my life, uh, <laughs> in Hack's defense, like he is in a situation where he doesn't have the bottom like he doesn't have close to the bottom half of the roster he thought he was gonna have um, you know, to start the year. Uh he he had JVR at third line left wing, that's that's no longer a thing. He had Vorobiev at 3C, that's no longer a thing. He had, you know, Lawton down in the lineup, he had to jump up. Weiss down in the lineup, he had to jump up. You know, he had Raffle down in the lineup. Now all of a sudden it's, oh, maybe it's going to be Corbin Knight. Maybe it's going to be this. Maybe like uh, uh, He just doesn't have I- – I assume he just doesn't have the trust in guys uh, because they're so – they've already dipped further into their depth than the coach is comfortable with. Now the coach – should get more comfortable with with using those guys, but I get if they haven't earned his trust, they haven't earned his trust. Just the way she goes, I guess. I live in Missouri, from South Jersey. Listen to and read everything you guys put out. Thank you, Denny. Uh, it's like whenever I stop by my local Wawa, getting comfort food after loss. My cashier is damn rough one tonight. Yup. They say the Flyers, I say yup again. Yeah, that's the way she goes. Hey, Bill, what are the chances, and Gritty is a guest in a future post-game Facebook Live? Maybe not one of these, but we have some good stuff coming up soon. Can't spill the beans on all of it yet, but there's... We might be able to have a special guest or two and something coming up soon. Who do you want to interview? Uh, I, I, I want to I have a, a real long uh, – if you heard our – we had an interview with Riley Cote a little while back. I would love to pick his brain for like an hour. Like I would love to have a long – I want to do Bill Matts talks to people where I just get to ask everything I want to ask and it's not over till I say it's over, like uh, something like that. Like guys, like guys like Cote who really scratched out a career and, and stuff like that would be really cool. I can see you and Hack having beers together with the mics off. I, listen, man, at the end of the day, Hack's a hockey guy. I'm sure I would like him personally, you know? It's just like, this is who... this is. These are our career paths. On the way home from the game, terrible power play, but at the end of the day, we got two points we didn't deserve. Uh, the, the thing is, like, if you take out the first half of the second period, they very much deserve two points tonight, and this should have been, like... A good game, rather than a ugh, like oh, an up and down roller coaster game. Like we should have been talking about a nice, convincing win tonight. And because like they make the worst mistakes, uh, it's it has to go to it it has to be a dramatic comeback and a and a crazy overtime win. So let's say Lappy gets canned and the PK improves. Are we slightly happier, or do we, uh, or we? Or are we full torch mob until the whole staff goes? Depends on results, man. All I care about are results. I I I think I've been patient enough. I was on board with the plan. I understand what Hextall was doing, and I credit him for getting him for getting the team to this point now. And I realize it doesn't feel like much has changed, but if you go back to when he took over, this is a different organization, and I'm happy. I just want it to progress, man. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care if there's no coach. I don't care if the coach is the mascot. I don't care if the coach is a fucking cardboard cutout. I just want results. Scroll down here. Uh, I'm actually from New Jersey as well. My community is small and it's pretty boring, LOL, but whenever there's a championship game and a Philadelphia team is in, we all know, absolutely. Um I'd want to interview the Ottawa Senators in the back of an Uber carpool Carpool confessions. I'd want to interview Martin Havlot and ask him if he still is, like, hiding from Donald Bashir, like, if he's going to an alumni event. Does he ask if is going to be there? That's my question. Uh, I wonder what would have happened if they called up Varobiev to play 4C uh, and throw Laterra on the wing with Law. I. I wouldn't hate it because I thought Laterra had a pretty strong start to the year. Um, Didn't think it was going to last because it's freaking Yuri Letera. Um, But I wouldn't have hated that if they were going to not use one of those two at, at 4C. Uh, but apparently they just don't think – they think of Vorobiev as a top nine guy, I guess. I don't know. Hey Bill, are you doing Saturday afternoon post game? I will be. I know I've missed a couple of Saturdays, especially the early ones. Uh, circumstances out of my control. Uh, one game, I just had no internet. Couldn't go to the bar to watch the game. I was in CIO, got flooded in, and then the internet went out. Um, a whole bunch of things. But yes, I will be here Saturday. Now that we're at fifty-six minutes. I'll just wrap up and say, uh, oh, that's I'm gonna tw- I'm gonna tweet out again a link for the walk to end Alzheimer's. How you can donate to the uh, ending Alzheimer's charity. Uh, I will be doing the walk on Saturday. You can still sign up and you can still donate. It would mean very much to me uh, if you donated. It is Ava Graham's donation page. I will tweet that out again. Uh, follow me on Twitter to see that. I will do that as soon as I end here, uh, and I will be on the WIP Overnight Show again tonight, uh, as I do every Thursday night into Friday morning with Big Daddy Graham. That's from, you know, 2 to 5.30, so if you're awake or just waking up, uh, if you're still up or waking up for work and you want to hear more Bill Matz after hanging out with me on the post game for an hour, feel free to do that. That's all I have for you tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. We talk this all out together, guys. It's what we do. This is what I'm here for, to talk to you guys about what we just watched. Tonight was a fun ending, fun beginning with some real shit in the middle there. So, uh, hey, that's just the way she goes, I guess. I've said that like five times now, so it's about time to wrap up. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart.